Donald Trump has been indicted again. The uh, third set of indictments. We're expecting likely a fourth set to come pretty soon out of Georgia. But this one is a federal indictment talking about uh, this is all things surrounding the end of the 2020 election. The one that Joe Biden won uh, and ultimately uh, culminating with the January 6th riot that happened over in Washington, D.C. To talk about this new indictment set, as well as uh, what the Republican Party feels about this whole situation, I bring on Michelle Woodhouse, political analyst and a good friend of WPTF. Welcome on, Michelle. Nate, thank you so much for having me. Well, what are your first thoughts when you see a federal uh, indictment, four of them, against the former president? Well, yeah, I think, well, we're, you know, we're really continuing to be in uncharted waters as we look at the indictments that continue to be brought forth against former President Trump. Uh, as you said in your intro, we'll probably see more indictments coming out of Georgia. But it, I think it's, when we look at when I look at this kind of strategically going into 2024, the Democrats want the Republican nominee to be Donald Trump, and they want him to be either a convicted felon at that point or with 50 plus uh, felony indictments looming over him. They they really want him to be as wounded as possible if he indeed is the Republican nominee and. You know, when 64% of Democrat primary voters are saying they don't want a Biden-Harris ticket, they the story that the Democrats need to continue to go with is Donald Trump, January 6th, and abortion. Those were winning issues for them in 22. I think those will be the same three issues that they focus on going into 2024. And these indictments give them two for one. They get to hit Donald Trump and bring back January 6th. And all of the the issues that happened that day, this focusing on a former president really being, you know, of the allegation is that he was trying to circumvent the Constitution because he didn't agree with the results of the of the election. Yeah, looking at it uh, written down here in front of me, the indictment from yesterday charged Trump with conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Most of that, I really don't know exactly what all that entails. Uh, but one thing that I have read from an expert that I found was very interesting is that uh, with with this whole case, basically, they, they're going to have to prove to a jury that Donald Trump knew he lost and that he was making efforts to overturn that. It'd be hard, I think, to prove that someone knows that they lost if they believe that they didn't. Well, yeah, I think you're you're spot on. Being able to prove that is going to be challenging. And as you look at each of the four counts within this, um, some are going to be more challenging to prove than others. Can you prove that he conspired to impede the January 6th congressional proceedings? And the six unnamed co-conspirators, what are they going to say under oath? And what other evidence will, will be brought in um, from, from Jack Smith? And how does this all look for Trump in, with the individual counts and then the, the totality of the indictment? Again, how, how do you continue to lead in the polls? How do you become the Republican nominee as these things continue to loom over you? And I think when you look around North Carolina, you look around the country, people can easily say that the Biden economic policies are failing them. We just went from AAA to AA rating. Things are, our, our country is, is much worse off under the Biden-Harris administration than we were under Trump-Pence. There's no question about it. But 
these type of things are, become such an impediment to Republicans being able to put forth great policy, taking back the White House, and being able to have the red wave in 24 that we did not have in 22. A lot of people on the left, though, would say that, you know, we shouldn't elect someone to be president of our country who's being investigated in so many different ways. Or if we do get to the point where he's convicted at that time, we shouldn't have anyone in elected office, much less the presidency, who's a convicted felon. Well, I think if you're talking about people on the left, um, they're not going to vote for Donald Trump anyway, no matter what happens. A hundred indictments, zero indictments, it wouldn't matter. They're having their own struggles because over 60% of them are saying, we don't like our choice either in Biden and Harris. So, um, you know, I think when you really look at most Americans would tell you, people don't want a Biden-Trump 2024 election. Um, They don't want a replay of that. Um, But what we have to know going into this indictment, having the best judicial system in the world, people are innocent until they're proven guilty, whether you like that person or not. Whether politically you agree with that person at, or not, we have to let the process play out. But I, I agree as a Republican, it's a distraction going into the most important election of our lifetime. It's a distraction not only for the presidential election, it's a distraction for the senatorial elections, the uh, elections, the congressional elections, everything that we have down ballot. We know five states will determine who is sitting in the White House after the 2024 November election. In North Carolina, this is where this will be ground zero for everything that happens. And things like this are a distraction to North Carolinians. And we need to be focused on how do we fix this country and get it back on track. And along the lines of that, uh, someone uh, I certainly wanted to ask you this as someone who's a big part of the uh, greater Republican Party in North Carolina what is the plan amongst uh, the, the people who are uh, in power or make decisions within the Republican Party? What are their thoughts on having a potential face of the party who is a convicted felon? Well, I wouldn't speak for the whole Republican Party. I'll speak for this Republican and the people that I talk to uh, out on the grassroots trail across this state. The people who are diehard Trump supporters, who love Donald Trump, things like this just further solidify their stance with the former president. People who'd like to see a different nominee but aren't in the never-Trumper segment of the Republican Party, they find this to be a political move by the DOJ. They, you know, not surprising, want to see this kind of play out, make sure that, um, that we get ourselves the right nominee in place in 2024 to win. And then I think that never-Trumper segment of the Republican Party, um, you know, they're they see this as great news, and that's the group that's most concerning to me because Republicans who are focused on the destruction of Donald Trump are going to destroy the entire party and impede our ability to get Republicans elected from the bottom of the ballot to the top. So we've got some division within the party. There's no question. Democrats have division as well. They've got the squad and the far left, and then they've got more moderate. So each one of the two political parties are definitely having their own internal struggles, and Central to most of it is Donald Trump, and uh, so that's probably not going to change. And if he's the nominee for the Republican Party going into 24, it will probably throw gasoline on the fire for both parties. But let's wait and see how this primary process plays out and how important these indictments are when people go to vote on Super Tuesday and uh, other primary dates upcoming. 
And I'm very curious to see what the votes of those who aren't sure where they are right now, what those votes are going to come out to be. Because you have the people that are going to vote Biden no matter what. You have the people who are going to vote Trump no matter what. I'm very curious what those people in the middle might do. Well, I think what's going to be interesting on the Republican side, and you and I have spoken about this many times on the show before, when you look at the Republican field right now, I think it's a big mistake for candidates like Chris Christie and others to be running off this idea of, I'm not Donald Trump. That does not win voters. That does not tell me uh, how you're going to course correct what Joe Biden and the left has done to our country. Voters are looking for someone to present solutions and to be able to stand true on the conservative platform of the Republican Party. And as we look at it right now, it's kind of a four-person race. You've got President Trump leading in all the polls. You have Ron DeSantis, who I think is trying to figure out how to recalibrate his campaign um, with a bar that was set so high for him. Can he recalibrate and reorganize? You have Tim Scott, who has a compelling story, but can he raise the money and does he have a path to victory? And then you have the candidate that I've been watching probably the most closely, and that's Vivek Ramswamy, because he really seems to be the only one running kind of a head-down campaign, focusing on issues and solutions, and not really worrying about much as it relates to Donald Trump. So uh, Republican voters, primary voters here in North Carolina are going to have a big decision to make, as they will in primaries across the country. And on the left, how much does Robert Kennedy really play into this? Will Democrats take a chance and do something that we've never seen done before um, with that outside candidate coming in against an incumbent president? I think a big name that uh, you did not mention, it's very interesting that he's not very mentionable right now, Mike Pence. Absolutely. It, you know, it was, I read a, um, some thoughts that uh, former Vice President Pence shared about these indictments and and I think he's obviously going to play a critical role as this case goes forward based on his notes and being on the floor of the House certifying the results of the election. Uh, Vice President Pence will play a key role. I, I don't know that his presidential campaign is going to get the traction that it needs. I mean, he I think he's right now, last I read, still not eligible for that first debate, um, which I think is really surprising, even to his critics, I think is surprising. Um, but where Mike Pence fits in is going to be will be interesting to watch. And if he doesn't stay in the presidential primary, who does he put his force behind, and what kind of critical role does he play in um, in where Trump lands? Well, Michelle Woodhouse, uh, your uh, expert opinions and analysts uh, analyzing the situation, always very useful for me as someone who doesn't like to uh, dive too deep into this when I'm off the air. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show again. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And we love to get into the weeds on all this political stuff. (laughs) That's what you're here for.